Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. A Monday upon us, and I tell you, it is very nice to see some positive vibes going on, at least in the market trade. As we saw on the livestock side, we had some limit up and even lock limit up trade action going on. Soybeans, double digit gains. We also saw double digit gains in Kansas City wheat, Chicago wheat, and it was still uh, pretty much uh, higher numbers for corn and the rest of the wheat as well. We talked today with Sue Martin of Ag and Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. And I tell you, Sue, if this is how the week's going to start on a positive note, I can only say I hope things get better as the week continues. Me too. Me too. As you, I think what we're seeing. Go ahead, Susan. I was just going to say, what what are you seeing in this market? Is it is it a day where maybe COVID nineteen wasn't a leading factor in the markets? Um, maybe no. I think it still is a factor, but I think what's happening is, um, you know, you look at the stock market, and it was down hard, but. Um, it started to turn around, and I think it was down overnight merely because of the fact that uh, the House did not approve a plan. They'll get one, um, but in the meantime, we managed then to turn around and start to come back and heal. Um, the Fed chairman also mentioned, or Steve Mnuchin, uh, Treasury, uh, mentioned that he felt that we would see some inflation out of this when it's all said and done. I think he's right. You know, some would say, well, but in 2008, we didn't have inflation. Oh, no, we really didn't. But that was different. This is global. You have central banks, you know, the European Central Bank. You have the Bank of China. You have all these central banks, you know, the Fed and the U.S., all pumping money, printing money and pumping it in. That's going to be inflationary on the back side of this. Now, when I look at the stock market and I look at the money that's been leaving the stock market and my attitude is I don't care all year long I think you're going to be seeing money leave the stock market on rallies there will be rallies but I think money is going to find the door because we're in an election year and this one's like you know it, it, it's just the times are so crazy so um, money will find safety but when it does, I remember back in uh, the early 70s when we started uh, in commodities, started to catch attention. You had, of course, back then, you didn't have a pandemic. What you had was Russia buying grain. They cleaned us out. Uh, this time we've got China buying grain, and that's helping the cause here. They bought uh, 340,000 metric tons of hard red winter wheat today, and it was rumored they had been buying last week. Um, but the other thing that I think is back then you had Russia. This time we've got China. Back then, no, no pandemic, but we had President Nixon unhinging the dollar from the gold standard, and that became inflationary. And then you had money moving away from the stock market and going to where? Because interest rates back then, they weren't zero. Well, this time they're zero. And maybe not much better if you're, depends on what you're looking at, but I doubt that there's very many banks offering you much more. So money's going to not sit on interest. It's going to look for something else. And money coming out of the stock market is speculative money. I think it's going to go into commodities. And we're going to see commodities gain attention as investments. You look at those charts, those graphs that go way back into the late 60s, and we're just on the very low side. I mean very low side of that graph. So 
back then, money moved away from stocks and assets like that. Stockbrokers were going so hungry, they, they got their licenses to sell commodities so they could do both. And that's how they survived. But um, I think we're looking at another time similar to that. And I think investment money is coming out of, out of stocks and is going to move into commodities, which we know has been horribly, horribly cheap. So you look at that, and from an ag producer's perspective, as I hear that, agriculture and commodities, again, will be a safety zone. Can they expect a better return on their investment? Well, I think they can. It's going to take a little bit. But, you know, I was hearing talk, and I think, I, you know, you and I were talking about this before we went on the air. I had heard early this morning, one, that packers were telling um, feedlots that they'd pay $5 more this week. I know I heard that Tyson Foods called up all their feedlots and said they would pay one fifteen, or that was going to be their bid. But um, And then I heard also that there's a bill being put together to go in front of the house that is requiring any cattle sold since January uh, no less than one twenty one, and feeders no less than one fifty. Well, you know, will it pass? Don't know, but there's um, work being done. And in the meantime, you look at these markets and, you know, cattle, of course, limit up, limit down, but all over the map. And I would have to say that when you look at the meat counter and it cleans out so quickly, um, it's telling you that is a godsend because people are having to eat at home and they're cooking more. And in the meantime, or they're maybe even buying food and putting it in a freezer if they are lucky to have one. Not all homes have freezers, and just other than what's in their refrigerator. Well, those aren't very big, so they eat through it, have to go back and buy more. This is helping to counter that loss of restaurant business. So now you get the restaurants up and running in time, and we will. Um, I just, you'll see the demand by restaurant business then take off. But here's the other thing. When this starts to become where we can go to restaurants again and what have you, you better have a reservation because everybody and their dog's going to be going out. They'll all have cabin fever. So there will be another side of this. And when we look at uh, the demand is going to be so pent up, and not just here in the U.S., but other countries, our key is, or my attitude is, Watch China. Watch Italy. Those are the two ones that I think we really need to keep an eye on. We'll stick around, folks. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about two USDA reports upcoming. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio. Welcome back to Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Again, if you missed it today, we saw increased numbers all the way across the board, grain and livestock, as we continue our conversation with Sue Martin. And Sue, I did have a a producer that asked about the next cold storage report because he had been in his local grocery store, a chain store, and he said the meat counters were just about empty. So he's hoping the next USDA cold storage report that comes out will have some positive news. And I think it will. Um, You know, because I've heard of some packers, though, as soon as they get stuff processed, and in the coolers, you know, it, it's taken and cleaned out and, you know, taken to and trucked to the grocery stores. You know, your truckers, you look at various grocery stores and guys who are filling, uh, hauling the products to those stores, they're having more trucks on the road than normal going to these, tr- these stores to try to keep pro- products coming in. 
And I think that um, it does show the importance of a farmer and how important of a role they play in our uh, economy and what have you. But I think the cold storage report will show a little bit of a decline. Um, will it be major? I don't know about that. But I do think that at the end of the day, um, we're going to look back at this. We'll probably be a better country for it. I'm hoping we are. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, the cold storage report should show some declines. We haven't seen a lot of chitter-chatter about our planning intentions report coming up. Any early thoughts from you? Well, you know, it's kind of interesting. Um, I've always kind of been around that 94 and a half million acres for corn and and maybe around 86 million acres on beans. And I'm going to kind of stick with that. Um, I think that um, the markets here, if we get going, the weather's going to play a bigger part than anything. And if farmers can get in once they get in the field and get going, they're certainly going to keep pushing to get stuff done. They won't be shipping any grain to the elevators. But I know that uh, the demand for DDGs right now is very aggressive from what I'm hearing out of ethanol plants. And we know that China was looking for DDGs, so there's a good possibility to increase some, some exports. I think so, too. And what that's doing is, where I heard that ethanol plants were going to be closing down because of the fact that, that ethanol couldn't be, compete against gasoline, I think it's going to end up being that the processing plants or cr- ethanol plants will, will work, they'll run. It just may be that they drop 30% of their capacity and still run because of the demand for that uh, DDG. Let's look south of the border to South America. Has there been some inflation concerns? And we heard maybe some virus disruptions, at least not the virus itself, but concerns coming from some of these ports? Yes. In fact, uh, China has been, their soy meal markets were limited up overnight, and it was because they can't get the beans in timely to be able to crush for the soy meal so that they can feed their hogs. So, or their chickens. Um, so I think, um, it was one, it was kind of a twofold thing. One was they were concerned because now of the coronavirus and fearing that they won't have enough, you know, the people to be able to work shifts to keep loading ships. Uh, the other one was, you know, all the rain that they were catching in Brazil, especially in the northern regions where some of your bigger ports are, um, that the water levels were so high that they couldn't load ships at that time. So they haven't been getting timely uh, delivery. And because of that, they're thought, oh, they may come to the U.S. because we can be on time out of the Pacific Northwest or what have you, out of the Gulf too. So um, I think it's going to be an interesting uh, turnout, but it's a positive for U.S. producers. Looking anything else that we need to kind of keep our eye and thoughts on as we start out this week, even though today was a very positive day, any highlights that we really need to keep focus on? Well, I think when I look at the uh, markets here, first off, the wheat market's on a tear, and that's good. Um, you know, the export demand by China has been um, a good positive for our wheat market. And then, of course, we're, you know, breaking dormancy, and we'll see how the rest of the weather unfolds. But um, at some point, producers might want to use this rally to maybe get some new crop cash sales done. Um, in the meantime, I look at soybeans, and you look at where meal is, and you would think, gosh, meal or soybeans ought to be a little bit higher, like with a nine in front of them. And I look at the, at the board prices, 
and you have May beans at eight eighty four, July's at eight eighty five and a half. So you're you're one and a half cents under the price of July beans, and you've got the August at eight eighty four and three quarters. So you've got the July premium by three quarters of a cent. Then you go to uh, September's being nine cents, nine and a half cents cheaper, and November's another two and three quarter cents cheaper, and January beans of next year another one and three quarter cents cheaper. So the market is feeling like it's catching a little bit of an inverted attitude. Is the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Sue? Well, our number is one eight hundred five two seven zero zero five one, and just. Hang in there. We, I think better things will be coming on the backside of this. Very much so. Sue Martin joining us today. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss and are not suitable for all investors. That's the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.